Welcome once again to 20 Minute Topic. I'm Marcus Stead and I'm joined as ever by veteran campaigner and blogger Greg Lance Watkins. We're going to do something slightly different this time. Greg recently celebrated his 75th birthday and a few days afterwards he had his first Covid jab. Our aim is to put your mind at rest if you're feeling nervous or anxious about having the vaccine. Greg is going to talk us through the process from beginning to end. Having been there and done that, he'll explain that it's well organised, painless, and that you probably won't have any side effects at all, though if you do, they'll be short-term and very mild. Do stay with us. Well, Greg, you had your COVID jab a few days after your 75th birthday, And take us through the process from the time you arrived at the venue, you parked your car, what happened next? Well, for starters, um, even before that, uh, I received pages of general bump explaining what was to happen. My appointment was for quarter to seven at night in a town, uh, Cumbran, in a sports stadium nearly 30 miles from where I live. It so happened that as I turned out onto the road, luckily my wife came with me, although she wasn't having a jab. As we turned out onto the road, the heavens opened and it was torrential rain all the way. You couldn't see the signposts until you were on top of them. And we also had the big disadvantage. You had to puzzle out whether it was in English or Welsh to start with. (laughs) Yeah, I know what you mean. And um, most of the signposts we couldn't read because the rain was so heavy. And anyway, we got there, pulled up in the car. We were early because in view of the weather, I made a point of it. And the fact we didn't know where we were going. Luckily, I found it with ease pulled up in the car park. I had a half an hour wait. I went in, um, quite a lot of staff on duty. Uh, The first person checked you had a mask on and made you use hand sanitizer. Now, I personally don't wear a mask for medical reasons. Um, I wear a face screen um, because I'm short enough of oxygen, thank you very much, uh, without having a mask on. Yeah, well, I'll, I'll pause it there, Greg, because for those who are perhaps new and haven't listened to our earlier podcasts, you're 75 years of age. You've also had more than 20 years now of cancer, uh, heart attacks. And you, you've got to say you've got underlying medical conditions and understatement. The fact you're still alive is practically a miracle, isn't it? Um, so there's a good reason you're not wearing a mask is what we're saying. Yeah, I'm... Um... Although it's not visible, I'm uh, medically a picture of decrepitude. And uh, I cope. And in fact, yes, you're quite right. Um, I am a bit of a medical miracle because I kept on having uh, cancer and operations and chemo and radiotherapy. And uh, that's been going on since 1997. You're actually Uh, comparatively well now compared to where you've been in the past, aren't you? Oh, yes, I've been told three times that um, I've got two to three months to live. Mm. Um, And that was optimism. I've been written up in journals because realistically, um, there's no ways I should really be alive, but I am Mm. much to um, the annoyance of some, but I'm not 
going to haunt the twig yet. There are far too many people left to annoy. Oh, yeah, you've got a while left to go in you. Yeah, I mean, no doubt about that. But um, so you've gone anyway, through the door. You've, yeah, you've gone through the door. You've, you've got your, your visor thing over your face, uh, hand sanitizer. The person's greeted you. What then happens? You then get passed to somebody else who checks the letter you received. You're passed to somebody else who then checks your identity because we had to take photo ID, so I took passport. Uh, you then go through, you're asked any questions, you're given a big pamphlet and paperwork. And of course, um, I was given it in English and in Welsh, so the Welsh went in the bin. Mm. Um, because so few people in Wales actually speak the language, it's mm. a bit of a farce. Well, yeah, particularly in that area, Torvine. I mean, the last census showed that it was something like at least 85% of people in Torvine had little or no knowledge of Welsh. But that's a debate for another day. We could talk all night about that. So you've read your pamphlet. What sort of information was in the pamphlet? I didn't read it. <laughs> right. I know, what a, I know what a vaccine is. I'm not sure I know what vaccination is. It seems to be a new word they've invented. I always thought it was called inoculation. Uh, I, but, I've, heard, I've heard both used. Is this something our American cousins have come up with? I don't know. But anyway, it, th that's by the by. So you've, not, you've, not, you've, not read the, you've not read the pamphlet. Then what happens? You're fully distanced. Um, in other words, more than two metres from anybody else for the, from the moment you come in. And um, you then uh, stand in a, a queue waiting for the next um, available person to give you a jab. There were four queues, all two metres apart. And uh, it was fairly rapid. You then, there were 28 tables with a member of uh, a trained nursing staff at either end sorry 14 tables with 28 nursing staff one at either end mm. um and a seat at either end you, you go you're pointed to a table you go go and sit at that table in the seat at the end um the nurse take talks you through it they say you know what you're here for uh, do you understand? Is there, are there any questions? Are you allergic to anything? I'm just waiting for, they tell you, uh, in my case, we're waiting for a the new vial of the drug. Mm. Um, they told us that uh, we were going to get uh, the Pfizer vaccine. That's the now, one that, that, that's, that's the one that's very cold and has to be kept at real sub-zero temperatures, doesn't it? Yeah, it has to be kept at minus 70. Mm. And you have very little time for it to come out and come up to room temperature, and then it must be used immediately. Right. Okay. So, there was, so, a, there, was a, so there was a bit of a wait while they were waiting for the next ones to come through so what did you have to do just sit in the corner or what um, no no you're sitting at the table he she's checking off the checklist of uh, questions you know um have you are you epileptic are you this are you that are you the other thing mm. um and luckily most of them are, were straightforward no for me mm. and she said is there anything we should know about you medically and i said long-term cancer patient 
uh, I've had a major heart attack. And I said, uh, but I don't believe I'll have any reaction to this. Hmm. Um, I've had injection, injections at, at the yin yang and I've had inoculation many times for yellow fever, typhoid, polio, etc. And they then trays come out and a little tray comes out because in the meantime, she's also washed down the whole table area. The seat had been cleaned before you arrived there, cleaned between patients, mm. uh, wiped down. Um, she then uh, takes a card. She writes your name on it. She writes the batch number, the drug and the batch number on it. I still have mine on my desk here. Um, and very helpfully, it's in Welsh as well, um, so that one of the sheep can read it. Um, what does it say? Pfizer, batch number EK4243, venue Cumbran, date 2nd of the 2nd, 21. And there's a space below that for my second dose, which will be in 11 or 12 weeks' time. Mm -hmm. um, I've been made aware that my immunity will escalate over the next two to three weeks. So I'm now basically almost up to strength. I have somewhere in the region of 65% immunity. And, and then the next one will take you up to 95%, won't it? Well, by the time I've had the other one, which will be in 11 or 12 weeks time, uh, two to three weeks after that, my immunity will be standing, they believe, at round about 95%. And that is of, of the strains we have at the moment. We don't know um, how it will react to future strains. And we also don't know how long a period of immunity that will give you. Good news, though, this is. We've got to keep it in a bit of context, I think. Well, let's go one step further. We do know that it covers the what's being termed the English um, mutation of the virus mm. and also the one that uh, is in South Africa but not quite as effectively but we also know that it would seem to give you the amounts of immunity that I've told you but even if a mutation came along in the same shall we say, in the same family of mutations, mm. it might not give you as much immunity, but it would reduce the severity of the disease if you were in the unlucky number to get it. After I'd had the jab... Hang on, we'll come to after we had the jab in a minute because we're going to talk through the process itself now. You've spoken to the nurse, you've read the pamphlet or not read the pamphlet in your case, you wait for the, uh, the, the, the vaccine, the file of the vaccine to arrive. Eventually it turns up and then the moment has come for the vaccine itself. Let's talk about that now. Go on, talk us through the process. Go on. Um, process is quite simple. Um, I was wearing a jacket, slipped the jacket off. I had already taken it off and put it on the back of the chair and I was wearing a T-shirt because I knew they needed access to my arm. She said, right, um, stand by, I'll give you the um, 
injection, just stay still. He, she said, you may not feel it. And to be honest, basically, I didn't feel it. Um, I, I suppose you could call it a very mild ache as she injected it in um, over a two inch radius area. And by the time she put it in, um, I then uh, reactively uh, just rubbed my arm in the area and I felt nothing of it again. Right. This is very important because certain disreputable media outlets, and by that I mean Wales Online, have used stock pictures, and they are stock pictures, of a little old lady with a mask on receiving what looks to be an injection with this horrible, her eyes closed and this wincing look on her face. Let's be clear about this. You felt more or less nothing apart from a dull ache while they were injecting you. Uh, George Galloway, I noticed you retweeted his tweet the other day. He had his injection last weekend. He's a little younger than you and he's just had his. And um, he said he didn't even know they'd done it. He felt nothing at all, quite literally. The point being, Greg, people listening to this now, even if you are a bit of a wimp, there is nothing to worry about in terms of this injection. It will not hurt. That is the point, isn't it? Absolutely nothing to worry about. Um, this, These vaccines and injections do not hurt. Mm. It is almost impossible for them to hurt you with that needle into the base of the deltoid muscle, which is um, far enough away from almost anything that could be hurt. You're then having had the injection because there is a tiny weeny chance of shock, anaphylactic shock. They ask you to go and sit in another area of the hall, still two meters distance from everybody, and would you sit there for 15 minutes? Mm. They have been giving a thousand to eleven hundred inoculations per day at the place I was at. They've been doing it for two weeks when I had mine, and they haven't had a single solitary person with a bad reaction. And this is an important point as well, Greg, because you think about the people I know. Uh, the older people I know, people in their 80s, people your age in their 70s, now last week or so, people a little bit younger than you. Nobody is having a particularly nasty reaction to this. I have heard instances of people who have felt mildly unwell, and I use that term mildly, it means exactly that. They had a mild headache for a day or two afterwards, uh, nothing a bit of paracetamol wouldn't uh, cure. Within two days, they are completely back to normal. There is no problem here, but you didn't even have that, did you? No, I had nothing. Um, but where there's no sense, there's no feeling. Um, and I know of people um, in their 80s who have had a reaction. Um, one had a stiff arm for two days and another had a bit of a headache for a day. Mm, but um, nothing worse than that. It's nothing. Um, there have been, I know of two instances of serious consequence where um, individuals who had known allergies have had a serious allergic reaction and both of them were in the nursing profession and both of them carried what are called EpiPens mm. to administer 
adrenaline because they were alert, so allergic to some things that they carried these 24-7. Yes, and this is a factor here because we can all look up, if we want to, horror stories online of, oh, very, very small number of people who this has happened to. And there's also stories, I noticed Vernon Coleman and David Icke and people like that are making big things of this. So-and-so in South America had it and died five days later. Well, you know, I'm afraid people do die occasionally, but that person was almost certainly going to die anyway. So May it- I also remind you that a couple of days ago, a nine-year-old who had not had a vaccine in Texas was diagnosed with COVID, spent three days in bed feeling unwell and died in her sleep. Yep. Yep. And you COVID. know, you, you know COVID. full well, you Ill. know full well that there are there is an individual in my life who is a young person who is very unwell with COVID at the moment. And I'm aware of actually several others in different different areas of my life who aren't quite as ill as that, but it's worrying nonetheless. So in terms of risk and reward, the risk of anything at all going wrong with this vaccine is absolutely minuscule. The reward, if you like, for having it is a significant level of immunity from known strains for an unknown period of time. We don't know how long a top-up will be needed or anything like that. This certainly is the case that the risks are absolutely minuscule. So, Marcus, let us remind everyone, COVID kills. So far, it has killed two and a half million people that we know of. The vaccine does not it saves you from the risk of dying. Indeed, indeed. Oh, very true. Now, you sat down for a quarter of an hour, after which time you just got up and drove home, did you? Uh, the whole process took three, three quarters of an hour. Mm. I was back in the car again. Yep, yep. And, and, and drove home. following day, you've just got on with life as normal, no problems at all. Yep, nothing whatsoever. Yeah. Except that I am now 65% immune. Yeah. And that is giving you an enormous peace of mind as an older person with underlying health conditions. Well, with my health conditions, had I caught it, it would almost definitely have killed me. Yeah, I'm not going to shy away from that. And we've discussed that in earlier podcasts going back nearly a year now. Uh, So it hasn't altered your DNA. It hasn't turned your brain into something else. It hasn't turned you into one of David Icke's lizards or anything like that. You are a healthier 75-year-old than you were a few weeks ago. You've got the peace of mind. You get your second injection many weeks from now. We're looking at probably about another 10 weeks or so, which will take you up to 95% immunity. The basic message, your final word, please, Greg, for crying out loud, have the vaccine. It is worth it. And a second thing is, I believe that there is a probability that I may then have another vaccine to top it up to cover all of the mutations of the virus to date, if it's needed, towards the end of the year. Yeah, I think so, that that's entirely possible because there will be new variants, mutations. This isn't this isn't this this is not a magic bullet that will bring the whole pandemic to an end, but it's certainly a big step in the right direction. But anyway, time has beaten us again, Greg. Thank you, Greg, for explaining it in that methodical way. I hope it's put people's minds at rest. They've got nothing to worry about. Uh, it's a methodical process. It's not a painful process at all. You've got nothing to fear in terms of the injection itself. 
The side effects are mild, if at all. You probably won't even have any side effects and you will have a significant degree of immunity. So thank you, Greg. What's that? May I add that you are totally irresponsible if you don't avail yourself of the opportunity. And that I would agree with as well. Anyway, time has beaten us. My thanks to Greg. My thanks to you for listening. Join us again next time. Mm-hmm.